Blog Talk Radio. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am so fired up to tell you about today's show. We're going to be talking about wounded daughters are bad for exes. Hmm. We're going to dive deep into why you have an angry ex. It could be your baby mama. It could be your ex-spouse. Oh, my goodness. Why is she acting this way? not for the reasons that you think. Ever wonder why they're so angry with their former husbands? Um, Are they using your kids as pawns? Yes, they are. Are they spending their lives, it seems, to try to get even with you? Yes, yes, and yes. Is it really all your fault? Well, let's dive into this topic. We're going to be joined by my guest today, Ilan Azoulay, who is a dad of three and a spiritual mentor, to evaluate what really is going on and how to prevent all this negativity. Ilan is an international speaker, spiritual mentor, and sound therapist who helps people shift their mindset untangle emotional blocks and reveal their gifts so they can manifest their dream life into reality. All right, let's uh, have our guest join us. Ilan, welcome to the show. Hello, Linda. Thank you very much for having me on. Awesome. Yes, same here. So we're going to be talking about why these women are so angry with their exes. Is it really for the reasons that they say? Is it really all the guy's fault? <laughs> well, well, you know, no, nothing is a blanket statement. There's always, yeah. there are always um, uh, stories that we don't know, and uh, and sometimes it's justified. You know, maybe maybe it's justified for the ex. And uh, I'm referring now to um, that. I just want to be clear when we're talking about now. We're talking about men that that uh, their ex-wives um, have issues with them and are angry. And um, of course it happens the other way around, but I see it less the other way around. I see it more the way we started it. But it's not always like that. It's not always that um, um, it's the man's fault or why the woman is upset, okay? Mm-hmm. Why the ex... Uh, the ex is, is upset. I work with, in, in my work with mentoring, um, and I work primarily with women, but with men as well, because it's important to have the whole, as a whole, working together, women and men. But what I noticed is that, um, that women, that, that, that some women do not have their male figure slash masculinity uh, relationship healthy and 
as we all meet and we trigger one another and we meet one another, when there is uh, this kind of a situation, there is anger that has been built up over the years and, uh, and it's being lashed out. I've, I personally experienced uh, parent alienation and, um, and I've seen how that played out. And uh, the only person that suffers at the end is the child. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you look backwards, any, pers- any person who went through a-, a divorce, separation, looking down the year, after a few years, after everything is said and done, after everything, after the kids are grown up and so forth, you look back and you say, you ask yourself, well, could I have done something different? Could I have done something different to receive a different outcome? Mm-hmm. Now, we can't really go and change the past, but we could use the past to better ourselves in the now or in the future and mm-hmm. to see where, what place did I inhabit within myself when I responded, when I reacted, when I was angry, when I was upset, and so forth. And I shared with you my, my personal story as far as that, uh, uh, that experience of alienation and, and 13, 14 years of being dragged to, uh, to court every single year by my, by, uh, my ex. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's been really excruciating, especially for the children. And uh, then, when I went, then when I realized that I'm playing a game, actually, that it is all a game, all it is a game, and then I, uh, then I uh, fired my attorneys and I handled everything myself and results uh, where I'm saying better for the sake of argument, but um, they, they, they shifted. The, the results shifted. So that's, um, that's what I can you're, share about that, and then I can go about it in more you're detail. Saying it, you're saying it was all a game in the eyes of the court and the attorneys involved and yes, all the peripheral yes. people, yes. but not, not necessarily in her eyes. I mean, no, not she, in her she's eyes. Not, she's not looking at it at it as a game to to her these absolutely. emotions are quite real absolutely so i want so i want to clarify when i say this is a game it is yeah. a game from the system mm-hmm. pretty much similar to the 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 health system you know the 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 the, the, the health the, the west the west health system really wants you to keep wants to keep the patient sick so they can provide more into the pocket, unlike the, the Chinese system, right, where it is, we want to keep you healthy. Here it is the other way. So it's the same thing with, quote, unquote, family law, especially here in California. I'm familiar with that in the Los Angeles district, um, where it is, a, it is a, a, an intention to keep the people coming back to the court. And, um, and when I realized after seven years of, Seven years of, of uh, dealing with uh, with all kind of uh, every week receiving letter from the other side's attorney uh, every Friday. You know they do it especially on Friday. <laughs> so the weekend you, it's pretty ruined because you get a you get an alarming fr- letter on Friday from the attorney of the other side, and and uh, you don't have anything you can do over the weekend. And that's the intention to keep right. you unstable, to move you to shake you, to make you tired, to make you exhausted, to make you, to cause you all kind of things that eventually when you come to the, to the courtroom after, after uh, trying to resolve issues and after having agreements that were violated by the other side, by, the, by, by your ex, you come to the court. So 
because of all these letters and and the emotional uh, um, um, it's an emotional war really. it's an, trying to make the, the man um, and also the other side but we're talking about about the man primarily making you tired so when you come to that courtroom you just want to get it over with mm-hmm. and 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 many men what I've seen and I was in that I was to that movie as well you know the actor died mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I was to that film as well where yeah. where you get so beaten up uh, emotionally and and psychologically it's psychologically that is that the, the psychological warfare is creating these feelings in the body right yeah that you just say, okay, you know what, just have, okay, okay, let, let, let's have an agreement. Okay, okay, let's just, just, take, just take what you want. But that's, right. that's really their intention. I'm going to circle back to the Friday late afternoon issue in just a few minutes, maybe in our, in our next segment, because that's a very important point. It is a psychological trick <laughs> that these people use. But I wanted to touch first on the uh, actions, their actions clearly they're they're hurting the kids but yeah. some parents in this case some moms don't even care how much they're hurting their kids what's most important is them hurting you that's paramount to everything why do you think they're coming from that place i mean you got to wonder there's got to be more onion layers to this story cuz it just doesn't make any sense i mean most moms are you know mother bear with the kids so why would they intentionally hurt the, the kids to get to you but they do yeah do you remember when you asked oh, me the well, By the way, uh, for our audience, one second, I forgot yes. to call out the phone numbers. <laughs> All right. If you have a beef with your ex or a success story, I want to hear your comments and questions. Call us at 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677. Or if you're too shy to call, you can uh, write me on the chat line, blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com, forward slash DT Linda Gross, forward slash DT Linda Gross. All right, go for it, Elon. Okay. Actions so- that hurt the kids. Uh-huh. Yes, do you remember you when you were telling me in the beginning, well, the emotions are real for her as well, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this is too. When, when people are using children uh, as alienation um, tool and using them as a tool to alienate from the father because the mother is upset and because she believes that the father is this and that and, and, and wants to, uh, and she's upset with the person, she believes that she's using the right tools, a.k.a. the children, to alienate, uh, to get back at at, uh, the ex. Now, if you will ask women that are doing that, why are you alienating the children, she'll deny that. She'll deny that she's alienating. And the reason for that is because she's also in that place of not seeing the entire picture. It's like trying to look through a room, into a room, through a closed door, but you're trying to look into the room through the keyhole. Mm-hmm. You only see you only see um, what the keyhole reveals. You don't see all the aspects and all what's possible. What what are the consequences? So, the intention here is to, oh, I'm going I'm I'm, I'm going to do this so so he can feel A B C and D so he can feel that. I I, I can tell you one one of the one of the uh, uh, 
indications that I knew that my ex-wife at that time really, uh, although she denied that she's alienating, but I thought, well, maybe she's denying, but she knows that she's denying, is when the only time I took uh, her to uh, to court, I initiated a a, um, a hearing, was because because of what's going on, I wanted the children to see, to uh, to see a psychologist, and she refused. So I took her to court to have the court Just have her force her mm-hmm. to take the children to a psychologist, and we end up doing take, taking the kid to a psychologist once. Because then she just refused to take them again. So it wasn't a surprise to me because in the other court orders and the visitation rights that uh, that uh, that I had and wanted to execute were denied. And I, I even went to the to, at one point to the police, although I didn't uh, expect the police to come and drag the children out of the house. But uh, I went to the police, uh, say, look, I have a I have a visitation right. Uh, I believe that she's uh, she's purposefully not letting the children see by putting all kinds of things in their head and and uh, telling uh, stories that they are afraid and they have trauma and stuff like that. And mind you, kids that are five, six years old, they don't know what trauma is. If you ask them what it's, what's a trauma, or for them to use that in the lexicon, in their in their in their vocabulary, sorry. And so so when a child tells you, oh, I have a trauma. He, when they are five years old, most likely it is because it's been ingrained in the children that you have a trauma. It's like telling a child that you are either good or not good. Eventually, the child believes that without necessarily knowing all the implications. So I called the police and I went to the police, actually, and I almost got myself arrested for uh, insisting that the police will uh, do something other than um, talking to me and making a phone call to uh, to the ex-wife and then hanging up the phone and telling me, listen, she says the kids have trauma. There's nothing we can do. You need to go home. You know, so the system, the system is supporting this kind of, uh, of um, behavior. It's supporting because it doesn't have either enough manpower or brain power to figure this out and to see that it is really hurting the children. And, and on the front end, uh, they will talk about having the best interest of the children in mind and so forth. And But I want to encourage uh, the fathers that are out there, men that are out there. You know, one of, the, one of the tactics that is being used in the court system is to make you run so you get tired, make you do stuff so you get tired, so you get exhausted emotionally, psychologically, and whatever other means that you are fighting with or or you know, dealing with. So when when they do offer you something, uh, you are just like, you know, with your pants down and saying, okay, I give up. Okay, whatever. You're ready to grab it because you're, ready you're, to grab, so, yes. you're so yes. worn out <laughs> that yes. you just want the whole mess over with. Exactly. And then when that yeah. is happening, when that is happening, you tend to give up everything. Because you say, okay, you know what? But think about this. You wouldn't be in the court in the first place if things were working right with your ex in the first place. Right. So you wouldn't be there. And if you are, end, if you end up coming to court because you disagreed on all these kind of things, on all the matters, and and you've you've experienced this alienation, and and the, the mother is telling different things to the kid, and 
And it was months and months. And then you come to court. And then in the last minute, one of the tactics to that uh, attorneys do is to come to you five minutes before, ten minutes before you have to go into the courtroom and say, look, we have a deal. We want to work something out before we go to the court. But we have to do it really quick before the judge comes. Here, look at these points. Boom, 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 boom. All these kind of things. And that is that is a known tactic. And if you are already at the courtroom and you believe in what you have, do not sign anything. Do not allow that last-minute uh, um, uh tactic to really derail you from all these months, all this all this effort, all these tears, all the money. Let's not talk about the money because, you know, at the end of the week, judges and attorneys sit in the backyard and have a barbecue. <laughs> exactly. They barbecue certain things. They, they, they stroke their baguette, you know, whatever you want to say. So yeah. it is, and they count the money because this is really what it is about. And this is nothing to do. And, and I, and I advise the women that I work with that are going through divorce, and I have a, uh, I have a couple of really uh, more than just successful cases of, of women that fired their attorneys and held, handled everything themselves and got better results than they did when they were paying uh, uh, $400 an hour. Now, I'm saying women because there are people like this on both sides. Um, but for the sake of the argument, you guys, if you're listening to this, it depends where you are. You know, the the the, the standpoint, the beginning, the, the the beginning point to start with is to understand that the system is not to support you, is not here really in 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 supportive of supporting you. Many of the rules, many of the laws are very old. Many of the laws are are taking you uh, uh, into consideration of what what is needed for the sake of the of the law not for the sake of really the child or the, the well-being of you too so be very very connected and, and and support and give extra positivity to your body and to say to your psychological health and you have many tools you can do meditation sound therapy for example that that I, that, that I do with together meditation and, and different things that are supporting your well-being, your clarity, staying in your center, focusing on what is really important. What is really important. And if it means that, that, uh, that well, the child well-being, and I've seen that of, of, uh, of um, one parent that wants to remove the child to a different district, so is to look at everything, not to jump off, not to jump right away, because this is what the system wants you to do. The system wants you to jump quick, and usually you'll miss. If you, if you just like I run into it. I think the system, like you said, like the medical system, it wants to keep you in a state of chaos, because that chaos, that level of anxiety makes you pay more money to the court, makes you pay more money to the attorneys that are involved. And really, between the two partners, they're, they're not solving anything, which is exactly what the attorneys in court wants, because they want to prolong this pain as long as possible. Exactly. And the more that, that you are in pain, the less rational your decisions are going to be, because you're coming from a very hurt spot, both financially and emotionally. So, yeah, it's something to be aware of. Very, very big issues here. And it's hard to separate yourself. And it's just 
altogether too bad that these women brainwash their their young kids, even older kids for that matter, that what she says goes. I mean, like there's no third party that's, you know, fact-checking, you know, what she's saying, whether the allegations are true or not true. I mean, it's really a very messed up system. And, And you're right. Who is the loser? Usually it's the kids who are the losers. You know, they'll be dealing with this pain for decades to come. So, well, that, you know, what, what, for whatever right. reason, she's decided hurting you is more important than hurting them. I mean, she, somehow in her head, she's justified that equation. The, the way that it is justified is because the way it is justified, because as I, as I said, and as you noticed in the beginning, she believe, for her, it's true. The way it is justified is, is I'm doing the best for my child and him a.k.a. my ex-husband, him is not the right thing for my child to be brought right. up. Now, there right. are cases that it is correct. You know, the, the, the father you know, is doing drugs and there is criminal activity and all these kind of things. But for the most part, it is not like that. I also was accused uh, uh, of abuse and uh, it was thrown right off the court. Mm. What ended up happening is that, um, and this is for you guys, if you're, if you're listening and you have a, a custody uh, a custody issue. <laughs> issue. Now, mind you, I did not have a custody issue. I did not want to take the children away from from their mom. Mm-hmm. That 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 was not the case. Uh, I just wanted to continue and spend time with my children. Um, I did not I did not want whatsoever to to uh, to uproot them from wh- wherever from their life with their with with their mom. And um, we moved to the same city, and I I moved close to the same, in the same city, close to them, to be integrated, uh, integrated together with them, you know, uh, some days here, some days there, you know, and I, and I would tell her, listen, if, if you're going out, if you have meetings, if you have this, why why to pay uh, a child, um, uh, a child care? Okay, yeah. Call me, I'll come over, I have no problem with that, you know, right. and, and that way it is, but there was, there was anger, there was bitterness, um, still is, by the way. Uh, but yeah. it's resolved. I mean, my kids now are 26 and 24, and so uh, so there is there is this um, um, there is this willingness to 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 help from guys many times, but there is an anger and there is bitterness, and the bitterness is being justified as a, 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 the the person is not good. I don't want my children to be with them. But I tell she, you, did, she didn't want the kids to be with you at all? No, that no, the it's, issue? Not, or, it's not or, at all. I mean, I don't know if the court gave you 50-50 to begin with. What was her main issue? Why was she fighting you? Well, because she was bitter that, that I left her and that, um, and that so I... She, so she didn't want the, you to have the kids at all? Is she, that was upset, she was upset that I'm doing better. Oh, lovely. Bottom line. Bottom line, she <laughs> still is. She still is. I mean, also throughout... I mean, uh, we've we've divorced. Uh, I, I divorced. Uh, I filed for a divorce back in 2000, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, it's been going on. I've been taken to court every year for about 14 years, mm. you know. And except for that one time that I mentioned at the beginning, where I wanted the children to see psychologists. But here's the thing: I start talking about being uh, accused as an abused father, and this is something. Guys, that if you're listening, this is something that you can do and you should do because uh, it, it will set things straight. After, 
one time I did that before and then one time after uh, firing my attorney is, is asking for is asking for a, a court-appointed evaluator. And the court-appointed evaluator is a psychologist that is on the, uh, on the roster of the courtroom, of the court. Yeah. And uh, the court is ordering that um, um, neutral who's mm. coming from the kids, is representing, quote-unquote, representing the kids' interest, is going and visiting with both parents separately while mm-hmm. the kids are there. And that person learns and sees how the per, how the how the parent is with the children, how the parent is what how they spend the time, what do they do, how they talk. They talk to the children alone uh, to see how they feel. And and these psychologists are very experienced psychologists, and they can cut through all kind of rubbish that is being thrown at you as a father. Hmm. Again. Providing that you are <laughs> that you are cool and you're good and, you, and there is no any uh, abuse in this kind of thing and and I know many guys that are in between the cracks, so to speak, and um, and they're being accused. So this is one thing that you can ask and you can receive, and this will work for the best because the truth will come out. It's not a psychologist that your ex picked or you picked, or it's from the court, and. Um, each single and from, time, and from, and from your experience, this evaluator was even-handed. She was, he or she wasn't biased one way or the we other. We didn't know. We didn't know who it was. And in both times, I will tell you, Linda. In both times, the court evaluator recommended that I will be the, the the most suitable custodian parent. Wow. Yeah. In both times, what happened to me, or what what happened, what I did, I I fell into the same place where I talked about initially where they come to the last moment and they want to work something out. And usually they, they do that mm-hmm. because they know that their hand is, that they're not going to win. They know that they, are, that they have something to lose here because they have a court evaluator. And when there is a court evaluator, the judge doesn't listen to anything. They look right. what the court evaluator says, boom, does it. Wow. I, I, I was in that place where I was twice coming and oh yes and then one time she she came and cried and no no no, let's do this let's work it out i'll work it and now we got there because i was accused of all kind of things so it was retracted um that was really uh, (laughs) untrue um but i was accused of all kind of things and then she cried but i was at the court already at the point where she didn't she was violating all other all other things that we had already agreed before so but i got into my um, my uh, a fear space. I got into my fear space, and I wanted to resolve everything. I was so exhausted, and mm-hmm. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't want the kid to go through. I really just wanted to 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 to, to make a point to her. I said, listen, if we go there, it really can happen. But I really don't want to hurt the children, and 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 I want the children to have to continue to have the relationship with you. And by the way, I was I was told I could have sole custody. Not just joint custody. If I want, you know, and the, and the kids recommended that the kids should see their mom because it's their mom. But I was recommend sole custody, and and I thought it would be detrimental to the children. Yet again, another thing: um, the kids were at the time six, something like that, seven, and um, and it was detrimental. But it is what it is. It, it turned out the way it, it, it did. Um, so, yeah, the court evaluators are good are a good resource that is available. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, there are many ways to go about that because once you realize, once you come from the standpoint, from the understanding that the court system and, and, and that quote-unquote family law system is really not here for you and the thing for the children, I mean, it's so archaic. So lo- looking at things with, 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 uh, without a hand on the pulse, then you, you, you can practice in how to work it yourself. Hold that thought, Yvonne. I want to I want to follow up on that thought when we come back from the break, um, with regard to how you came to the decision to fire your attorneys and how that benefited not only you but the situation, your family, and so on and so forth. We're going to talk okay. about that right when we come back from the break. Uh, by the way, if you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about wounded daughters are bad for the exes. We're here with my guest, Ilan uh, Azulai, and he is breaking it all down. Okay, He's also a sound therapist, so some of you don't know what that is, go look on my picture carousel. I've given a picture of uh, of what that is, and I'm sure Elon will explain that, you know, when we come back from the break as well. All right. Uh, catch you right back after the break. Call us at 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677. Tell us your story. Did you have a good story, a success story, or probably you're in the middle of uh, <laughs> the chaos and the mud, and we want to hear those uh comments and questions as well. All right, we'll catch you right back after the break. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you.
Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about wounded daughters are bad for their exes. Oh, yes, they are. By the way, there was a caller last week. Uh, The phone number ends in 6606. I'm sorry I didn't get to your call. Please call today if you're you're listening or if you catch us after the show, then just – put some notes in the comments and I'll be happy to, to help you out. All right, let's get back on topic here. We were talking, um, Elon, about you came to the decision of yeah. actually firing your attorneys. What did that do for you in your case? Well, I will start at a, uh, the way that it happened, the way it came about. I, was, um, I came to visit my children um, here in uh, Los Angeles. And uh, I, I lived in Boston at that time, and I came to uh, to visit my children. And every time that I would come to visit my children, surprisingly, I would be handed a court appearance um, letter. So my my visit with my children was mixed with a court appearance. Mm-hmm. And and uh, it's been like this all the time. And I kind of got used to it. I tried to maneuver through it, and da 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 da. But anyway, so one of the times when I uh, was with my attorney at the court at the court and we were at the hallway a break or something like that um i noticed that my attorney was uh, laughing and joking with the other with my ex-wife's with the respondent attorney with my ex-wife's attorney mm-hmm. and because i was paying for my attorney and i saw he's talking with with her attorney i got really upset i was like what this is my attorney how how come are you joking with the other attorney you're probably sharing things you're probably working things out about me, or probably making sure how this will not work, how this will work. Anyway, I took it very personally because, you know, I was paying a lot of money that I didn't have at the time, and I was, uh, I was, uh, <laughs> I was upset. Well, why are you having jokes? Why are you having fun? But then I, I realized after a while, I was sitting there looking at that, letting my uh, initial trigger to settle down. I realized I'm like, this is like me. I'm I'm working with clients, and then there are colleagues in the same field that I'm doing, and they're talking. I mean, you know, they're, they're talking. They see one another every day, handling hundreds of cases all the time. No wonder. So it got to me, and it, it, I got it. I got it that it was it was a game. I got yeah. it that this was all a game, and I and I was observing. I stayed in the court even beyond my my. Hearing, and I was looking around, and I was, it was um, because I start having this aha moment that I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute, <laughs> this is what's happening. Yeah. And um, and um, and that's it. And, and so after three years that I was here in in, in L.A., I came here in 2002, I think initially, to be with the, my children. It, the three years that I was here were were uh, w- worse in in these. Than, than the times that I wasn't here because I was mm-hmm. here and it was available. So now let's bug him and now let's uh, let's um, let's cause him all kind of problems. But long story short, I I realized that and 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 I fired my attorney. I told him, you know what? That's okay. I'm going to handle that. Are you sure? So it, so, you... it so it literally was a game, almost like playing the game of Monopoly. Totally. And you, and you decided to take your laggers off the board and I'm not playing I'm going home now <laughs> exactly I'm sending all the soldiers home because I realized when I was in court with the attorney when I yes. was sitting and they were talking 
the, the, the attorneys never talk directly into the issue or, or, or I start realizing what they can and what they don't talk about and what they do talk about. And, and all these papers back and forth trying to have, you know, all kind of discoveries and all this is all rubbish. The judge never sees that. The judge only sees what's on the docket. If you came for child support or if you came for visitation, that's the only thing that is going to be discussed about. And you have the right to object to anything else. Nothing else should be discussed because that is what's on the docket. And and um, so I realized it was a game. I fired them and then I started doing research. I joined different uh, men's group that were uh, that were suffering with with alienation and 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 I was reading a lot and I realized that I can be in prepare. I can represent myself. Thank God, I I, I can talk and I can express myself um, very well. And uh, I realized I can talk. I had no fear of standing in front of the judge mm-hmm. because it didn't come from that. It was like, okay, let me tell you my story, that kind of thing. And yeah. what I also realized that I can sit at home and do court calls into the courtroom while I'm sitting at home, either with my pajamas or if I'm on travel or somewhere else, I'm calling in, paying, I don't know what it was, 40, 70 bucks now, I think, for 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 a call and be on the court call where everybody hears and I hear everybody and I can object the same way mm-hmm. while the other side is paying uh, whatever they're paying. So what end up happening, I end up representing myself every single time for the remaining uh, six or seven years that were, uh, that I was taken to court every single time. And I got 150% result better than I would have paid four or $500 an attorney an hour. Right. And and more than that, when when you are when you are honest, it is about honesty. It is because because you know if if you lie stuff, it comes out. It comes out. Uh, but it's being honest and authentic, authentic to really what it is, and not being shy. And when the other when I'm on the court call and I would hear the other side saying something that is a hearsay, meaning she said the kids said that they're traumatic, and and the attorney is expressing that. I would object to the attorney. My intention was to, to every single time to stop the momentum of the other side's attorney. That's the whole point. Stop the momentum. Object. I also find that the dynamic shifts courtroom itself. Exactly. Like you don't, ha- you don't have to be a good speaker, but just the fact that the person is representing themselves, the uh, the court, the judge, kind of has mercy on you. So he will, he or she will actually guide and direct you on where you should be going next, which is kind of a cool thing. More and than they that. do they do that at no charge. They're not charging you. Like 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 you said earlier, if you're represented by attorneys, I remember my court bill, every time the court opened its doors it was four hundred dollars. That was just for the court fee. So yeah, if if you're saying you have the ability to do a Zoom call or a an What's online a call, it's an audio. Um, an, oh, an audio. audio well, call. Okay. Not a Zoom even. Maybe they have Zoom now, but um, oh, well, yeah. yeah. So you have the ability to do all that, and you can stay in your pajamas. It's a win-win <laughs> on on all the different departments. So yeah, those of you who are thinking of firing your attorneys. I would say don't be afraid. The judge kind of is on your side. Most of the times, I'll tell you more over than that. More than that, the judge, 
when I was objecting the other side where they were, t- where they were ridiculously spewing things out that was, they really had nothing to do with it, the judge okay. stopped everything and said, Mr. Azulai, don't worry. I'm working for you. Aw, okay? I love that. Now, I'm working for you, meaning it's not about that he's managing me or how me to do or, or how I'm doing this or doing that. He would object. He would tell the other side attorney, okay, scrap that. Move on. I'm not listening oh. to this. Nice. You know, all these kind of things. So, yeah. guys, this is, the, it is, it is not about, oh, I'm going and I'm going to um, show her. And No, it is standing up for yourself mm-hmm. because we are now in a very interesting time. And, you know, your, your tagline of the show is talking about, our, our, you know, that, that girls, um, that, that girls that are going through are going through this divorce between her parents is really it's not really good for the girls. It's not really good for for this for this girl that is growing up and 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 discovering all kind of things or or being exposed to all kind of things that are unhealthy. So guys, this is this is a a need. This is a must for you to understand that the system is not here for you. And we see it across the board all over the world, especially now where we are. The the system and the government, everything, in my opinion, <laughs> needs to be uprooted, uprooted and started from scratch. Because the system is serving someone, just Somebody. not necessarily exactly. you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or the exactly. Kids. exactly. Somebody's getting benefit there, but you Somebody's know, getting, tag, getting paid. it's not you. All right, Elon. Exactly. I want to get into the meat of what the title of this show is. I think we talked a little bit about about this offline. Let's peel back those onion layers. Sometimes having control over the situation, she seems to think she is in control, possibly could mean that she was out of control in another area previous to you in her life, namely childhood or whatever, that all this anguish isn't completely in your basket. It had to start somewhere, and perhaps that that wound has not healed. Tell us a little bit about your impressions with that and what you know about Well, yeah, you know, um, everybody is like an onion. They have layers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, everybody has layers, and everybody is is um, is carrying the story and the trauma, the traumas. And most of the times, we are looking to heal our traumas, so we don't get into anger, and we don't get to. And this is the same thing here. Um, from from the woman's side, I can talk that um, uh, that there are many issues that are being put on the children because there is unhealed uh, trauma or unhealed experience from the woman to the man. But it's not, to the, not, not all the time specifically to that man person, to mm-hmm. that guy. It is about the representation of what that man represents to the ex. That, what, what is, and, and usually you will see those. This is not something that happens overnight. Mm-hmm. These are issues that are always there. I can tell you that the issues of uh, of trust of or mistrust or the lack thereof on mm-hmm. my, the, the side of my wife was there from the beginning. It's just that I didn't see that or I didn't want to admit it or I wasn't even mature enough to recognize that um, and, and, and so all these kind of things. But those are not and one day you wake up and poof 
there is these problems. Uh, the, this is how you know about the relationship of a couple based on their divorce. When the, when the couple separates and when there is a divorce or there is a separation, you know what was the quality of the relationship based on their divorce. Now, naturally, if you divorce, that means that something didn't work right. But let me bring you how, how it manifests with, with, with girls that are growing into this, into this understanding that, that men are like this and men are like that and growing with parents. First of all, I want to say that kids eventually grow up and they see the truth. Mm-hmm. My children today, they see the truth. They see the alienation that was done to them. To them on 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 their expense, right? Right. Our relationship is closer than ever, and the relationship with their mom has been severely deteriorated, mm. at least to a certain degree. You mm-hmm. know, they both see the both sides of the of the coin, and everybody is, uh, or everybody, uh, meaning every child is is dealing with it respectively. But our relationship to my daughter and to my son. Um, have uh, uh, um, just grown, have just grown and deepened, and and the, and and with that, I will say that obviously she did a good job because of the way that it turned out. So the, so the, so there is something right, okay? So there, yeah. is, there are great <laughs> things that she's that she's done that she's done, um, and and um, so so no, no questions about that. And so there are layers, and there are those wounds, and this is why. Many of my clients are women, although I work with men as well. So if you're listening and you want some guidance and you want some uh, help and, and, and uh, healing also in that, in that part, and, part and you are a guy, I'll, I'll be happy to, to talk with you and to see if and how that can move forward. But the reason I'm, um, I'm talking, many of my clients are, are women, is because I believe that the education, I believe that women are those who actually can and can have 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 a better have a better grip on making a shift. Mm-hmm. Now we've been for thousands of years in the patriarchy system, where where it's dominated by men, controlled by men, shunning down women because they are women. And um, if you listen to my podcast, I'm talking about the extra knowledge and understanding that women are being born with. Um, so so women have the power and have the the I see responsibility to be more accepting and more open to working and including men in in the healing process of us as a whole, men and women as a whole, yin yang, the whole, the whole thing. Because what what otherwise what will happen is what's happening today with the Me Too movement, for example, that started the, um, a few years back. Mm-hmm. Is that it started as to as to push away the the male predators, uh, the male sexual predators, but what end up happening is the women women that do not have healing towards the the, the, the male com- uh, companion or the male figure or the masculinity within them, and they have this uh, this wound that keeps them also selecting and choosing men that will abuse them or choosing men. It's, it's, a, whole, it's a whole cycle that we mm-hmm. attract what we, what we uh, project. So it is important to, to have that uh, uh, understanding because what is happening, women that do not have this healing turn it into anger. 
and then the me and, too and we all and we also attract what is yet un unhealed of course of because course the we attract the universe wants to teach you a lesson so if you haven't learned the lesson a decade ago or from you childhood again. or whenever the universe is going to give you that same lesson again and again and again until you open your eyes and say oh my goodness that's what it relates to yes Yes. And then you're done with this issue. Yes. And you will see it. And you will not attract these people anymore. This right. is the thing. It's like, what kind, of, what kind of a woman do you attract into your life as a guy? Mm-hmm. What kind of a woman? Let, let's look at yourself. I mean, we can always go back on blaming the, <laughs> blaming the other side. Mm-hmm. But let's look at yourself. What in you is inviting? What, how do, what do you feel comfortable with? In a woman that you attract certain certain kind of women, of women, men too. So mm-hmm. what, what do you attract? And so, so in this Me Too movement, what I've noticed is that there is a stream, like a like a a, a, a line, a stream of or or um, how do you say it? Like a um, a section of women that are angry with men, that did not heal their men, and now they are. Feminists, we are goddesses. Let's uh, let's teach men how to be, and let's teach men that we are the best what we do, and we are here to teach them, and we are here to do this and this and this and this. I don't buy into that into that thing. I well, I, I, mean, I think you, that this is guys, very unhealthy. If you guys listen to the Epstein trial, um, you know they had special candidates for who they were going to choose as these possible victims. So they specifically chose women who did not have a dad in the picture. They chose women who were poor or had very little means. And they chose women that were very talented. Maybe they were talented artists or talented in business or talented whatever they were. Because then Epstein could offer them, if you come on board, if you come visit my island, I can get you that scholarship to the school that you want to attend or whatever. So there was a carrot and a stick. These women fit a certain profile and they knew it was a winning profile that because of these set of circumstances, history would repeat. Exactly. 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 And, and uh, on, on the same token that you're saying that this is many times when, when guys um, project and choose women, they choose many times they would, they would project what they're familiar with. So mm-hmm. it'll, 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 it'll attract women that will press their buttons that will uh, elevate or or impa- or <laughs> or enable their wounds. Right. So yes, so the the, the history yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly. So so yeah, so like like you said, Epson, the women that would uh, be selected were women with that had the wounds specifically male wounds, mm-hmm. male wounds and and unhealthy relationships, and um, oh. You know, it is. I, on on a different note, I'm working on a documentary already for ten years, and and that has to do with with um, victims that have uh, come to the red light district and of of of, of Israel and uh, also have been trafficked. And so this is usually when there are boundaries like this that are being crossed, are are, are women that they're that their boundaries were close, uh, crossed in a sexual manner. Because mm-hmm. then somebody who is 
sexually abused, uh, especially as, as a woman growing up, there are many boundaries that are being, um, that have been violated and everything is very blurry and the choices are coming from unhealthy places and it's not only in relationships, it's also, it's picking the, the men that will continue to enable the woman in her wound. Same thing with jobs, what kind of jobs, how to, how to uh, have conversations with people, what triggers are coming up, and it is, uh, and it is trust, and it is uh, security, and it is intimacy, because now the intimacy has been, the intimacy boundary has been crossed. You know, so there's a lot of things, and and guys in their in their later years who have gone through some kind of healing process or just know how the game works, they see that and it's like, ah, what do I care? You know, she made a choice. She's an adult. I don't have to. I don't have to worry about her. She made the choice. She's an adult, and right. and that's why many times you see also in the twenties, uh, uh, young women in their twenties that go with significantly older guys. That um, because it has to do with um, with all these issues that I mentioned. Yeah, so, because they want someone who's stable and safe and secure and, you know, something all, that they the were things, lacking. All the yeah. things, right, that they were lacking during their childhood. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Ilan, I know we're closing in on the hour. Do you have a few more minutes to stay on with us? Because I wanted yes, to finish sure. up this topic. And yes. then also we had a side topic that we were going to talk about, too. So I just wanted to add sure. another few minutes to the show. Hopefully you guys that are listening can stay on with us. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about wounded daughters are bad for their exes. Oh, dear. <laughs> call in if you have uh, a question or comment on this topic. You can call us at 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677, or use the chat line, won't you? Blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com, forward slash T. Linda Gross, forward slash D. T. Linda Gross. All right. So when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about women who get crazy when they find out the ex has a new girlfriend. So if you're dealing with all the regular custody issues and you've got this issue too, oh my God, you're going to be in overwhelm. <laughs> so we're going to be joined by my guest. We are joined today by my guest, Elon Azulai, and we will catch you guys right back after the break. Stay put. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. 
Darn, maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about wounded daughters are bad for their exes. Oh, yes, they are. We are on with my guest today, Elon Azulai. He is a speaker, spiritual mentor, sound therapist. He's going to get into what those uh, topics mean uh, at the end of the show. So let's hop right back into our last question on this topic. Elon, okay, you're going through all these custody issues, emotional issues, and then out of nowhere, she she gets to a whole nother layer of craziness when she finds out that you have a new girlfriend. What's the guy to do? <laughs> well, <laughs> many times, many times there is uh, in the back of, of, of her head, and I'm talking if it is... Uh, now it depends also who is creating this uh, this leave. Um, in my case, I filed for for the divorce. There is some kind of um, of a, um, a, a back in the head a desire to to come back that it will be resolved. Ah, okay. There is there is always this percentage that she hopes that it will be resolved. In her way, in whatever way, she may consciously say, no, I'm not agreeing to this, and da-da-da, this whole thing. And up until, there is a, uh, up until there is a solid move on the guy's side, that there is a girlfriend or a different partner or something, things are kind of uh, okay, you know. But when, for example, you marry that girlfriend, or you're going into a serious relationship and you move in with the girlfriend, suddenly there is an understanding. It's like wake up and smell the coffee beans kind of thing. And she realizes, okay, this is not happening. I'm, I'm done. The door has closed. The door is closed. And then the level of uh, being angry or the level of instigating all kind of, of things goes up a notch. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and she gets more <laughs> upset. And or I know that I've been to that movie. As I said, you know, I've 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 been there. Yeah. And um, so so then when when she realized at the time that I was in the, in a relationship and another relationship and and uh, throughout the years also when I would I would have this relationship or that relationship, uh, it would be the same thing. It would be the same. Uh, reaction once there was some kind of a solidification if there is such a word as, 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 uh, of my new relationship then her responses or behavior would be more extreme or more quote-unquote ununderstandable mm-hmm. and um, despite the fact you know I wanted to keep in touch and to be to be nice and everything and I would we would invite her uh, to dinner or to the birthday parties of the children and so forth, and uh, you know, wanting to be nice and everything. 
and yeah. it just uh, and it was it instigated more bitterness it instigated more anger because she's now she sees oh you're happy and uh, the children are with you and you're happy and you're playing family with my children you know so it is mm-hmm. about my children where is me in this whole in this whole um, constellation i'm not here you're enjoying with my children our children or my children with another woman and so forth and so and so it will always be there and 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 the and the greatness in this side of the story is needs to come from the men needs to come from the oppressed partner and in the form of understanding that uh, that this is an anger and that this is a a, a way of of uh, she's retaliating so to speak and stay in your center and stay in your center sometimes not answering uh, not answering a certain um, remark is is the best that you can do because it is not about a sprint it's about a marathon and it's about a long relationship and guys if you have kids with 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 your ex this is a lifelong relationship that you're having with this one whatever capacity you're having in whatever capacity, this is a lifelong relationship, and so, and so it is to remember that it is to remember that you want to cultivate um, uh, some kind of a relationship for the sake of the children. You may not need that. Like I now, I don't need the relationship um, with her. It, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be nice and courteous uh, if she calls or when she calls, but. Uh, I went away from trying to please, and this is for guys also is the is the need to please, the need to please because guess what, she picked you in the same way that you picked her. Mm-hmm. She picked you from her own traumas and from her own things, in the same fashion that you've picked her as that kind of personality, character, all 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 that makes her up, from your own wounds and from your own traumas. And I always say we always meet through our wounds. And why why is that so? Is because when we pick somebody, we many times we pick somebody that is uh, similar to where we come from, whether it is in childhood or whether it is later on in the years. We, we pick somebody who we're familiar with, who we can recognize certain things in that person that we like, which means we're familiar with what we like. Otherwise, if it was a new thing, we wouldn't know that we like it. So we pick that person because we like certain things that is ingrained within us. And so then we pick that other person. And so keep in mind, it takes, it takes two always. So, so in, 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 that, in that fashion, uh, um, uh, you know, it's just keep that in mind. Yeah, I, I hope I answered your question, Linda. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Justin, do you have a final thought, a final sentence on this topic? Because I want to go a little bit on a tangent uh, from this topic. Any, any final words, advice to our listeners with regard to if they're going through troubled waters right now? Yeah. Any troubled waters are here to teach us something. Any trigger is here to teach us something. The people that we don't get along with are, are our best teachers because they trigger those points within us that are unstable, unhealed, and so forth. So to be in your center, always think and always uh, channel your energy that you want to be in your healthiest 
place when you make a decision, when you reply to an email, when you reply to court paper, in your in your center. And uh, the other thing is, remember that the kids grow up. Mm-hmm. It's not forever. You didn't lose yeah. your kids. You did not lose your kids. Um, I didn't talk about in this program about my third daughter that has been practically uh, kidnapped to a different country. Oh dear. Yeah. So, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm talking about you guys that you are inviting. Just me too. We're all in the same in the same place. That's yeah. been many years ago, and since then I've I've gone through a tremendous work. But um, kids grow up, and they see the truth. They see the truth. So you, you did not lose your children. But just the best thing that I can I can suggest and offer to you is to be in your center and look for tools to keep you in your center and to keep you uh, hydrated spiritually and hydrated energetically. So 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 you make the choices not from a place of a need and not from a place of a scarcity, but from a place of abundance. Despite the fact that on the surface, maybe you don't have your kid with you. But if you focus only on that, you will come from that place, from that point of view, from that angle. And you're already in deficit when you do that. And so anything to do to support your well-being, because then your decisions are clearer and more concise and serve the child. So that's it. The way that I know that I have learned whatever lesson was set before me is I never get that lesson ever again. Then I then I feel confident and light in my steps to to move forward. I mean, I may get different lessons I need to learn, (laughs) but when that one doesn't cross my path anymore, I know that I'm done with it. Well, yeah, I get that. You know, it's the difference between a smart person and a wise person. A smart person knows how to get out of problems a wise person knows how not to get into them in the first place yeah (laughs) so you know so we get that but we're talking here to i believe to people that are in this situation or or experiencing the situation or how do they navigate and yes you know eventually i can tell you that when i when you know when i i can recognize this kind of behavior on the first time that i meet a person like what are the core issues that are going to be a problematic for for a connection with me at least mm-hmm. um from the from the beginning from the get go um and, and paying attention to your body paying attention to how you feel if you have an instinct that this person is mm, i don't know about this person but you still do it because pheromones and all kind of things are up in the air right Pay attention to this because your body is your guide and your mind is your pride. Mm. Your body is your guide. Always will tell you what is right and what is good for you. And then when you start thinking about it and processing it and say, oh, no, maybe this is better. This is better. This is better. Your mind now is in work. So your egoic self comes out and try to make sense of everything. Listen to your instincts. I like that. That's very true. Yeah. All right. I'm going to shift topics a little bit. Uh, we were, You and I were talking offline about other forms of anxiety yeah. and that one of the ways that you help your customers is to help mitigate that anxiety. So one thing that came to mind that you mentioned at the top of this show is let's talk about 
your bosses or your company. Um, turns out that a lot of companies, they fire the employee Friday at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And like you say, you can't do anything all weekend. Most businesses are closed during that time. And you stew and you stew and you stew for the next 48 to 72 hours. Absolutely. If you're, a, if you're an employer out there, please do not do this. It's just so rude. Um, you know, the, actually, they say the best day to fire an employee is on a Monday because they have all week to get up out of their chair and do something about it. They have four or five days now to, you know, make the calls, send the emails, whatever they have to do. So talk a little bit about other forms of high anxiety and what you can do to mitigate um, that roller coaster. Yeah, well, going to uh, choosing a place of work is pretty much like choosing a partner. You know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, you want to do something, but then you go into work and you go into uh, interviews and so forth, and you realize that you have similar issues, but just not from your wife, Mm -hmm. but from your work. (laughs) You know, the boss is not trusting you. The boss is is micromanaging you. Right. Uh, Your boss is uh, uh, um, all kinds of things. It's a reflection, really, of where we are inside. I, I don't work for a um, for somebody per se as an employee for many years. Um, I, I used to have, a, but but I could see that now in retrospect, and I look at that, and I look at what happened in my life. See, this is this is a similar correlation. A place of work is like the person you are picking to be with, because think about it: you're going to be at work if you're if you're an employee and you work for somebody, and you're working 40 hours at least, at least, at least. Mm-hmm. You're more than half of your life at work. Right. Because you're spending the, every, you know, you wake up and, you know, and now with with everything uh, remote, you actually think that you're working less, but people are working more. Mm-hmm. Because there is, there is, um, we need to cram things in more. So, so that can be an anxiety. I would say that um, if you, you know, and if somebody fires you on a Friday because that's how they do business, then it gives you an uh, you want to be happy not to be working for them because if they if they don't consider you and they just want to fire you on Friday because whatever reasons they have you know um, but it's not pure then it's somebody you didn't want to work for uh, initially right but here 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 is one uh, here is one analogy that I can give the company decides to fire 150 employees that Friday mm-hmm. not one 150 employees. Are gone within a year after a year are all these 150 employees going to be in the same place no no because some of them uh, got new jobs right away some of them got new jobs six months later some of them changed careers altogether and some are still unemployed and are they're crying about this great opportunity that they had and they were fired so it really is it really is, as we know, it really is up to us. And where is it up to us in the way that we are, that we are looking at things? Now, I know it can sound easy. Uh, somebody may say, oh, it's not a problem for you to talk. It's very easy. Da-da-da. You know, I have bills to pay. I have all this. I get that. It's mm-hmm. all there. But just like we were talking about the divorce earlier, what are the tools that you can do to bring you into a, uh, a, a, a harmonious place within yourself 
where you can make decisions and choices and see how things are laid down for you. So this can be a very stressful situation because you work for somebody for five years, 10 years, 15 years, and suddenly they let you go mm-hmm. and um, you don't know what to do. And, and, and this is the initial this is the initial attack. This is the point of attack. And uh, the point of attack is the first point where somebody hits you with this news and what you're going to do with it. So it's, the, it's, like, it's like having a sugar rush. Think about a sugar rush. You know, you take, take a piece of chocolate or several pieces of chocolate, if it was mm-hmm. me, and then you get a sugar rush, right? And you're all hyper, and, da, 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 and maybe sometimes you have a headache, but then after a little bit, it, it settles down. And this is the place where, where you want to start going to a place of settling down. After this sugar rush or, or shock rush, after the shock rush, you want to let it, you never want to do, make decisions, any, any decisions when you are in that space. You can write, you can do any kind of form of getting it out, go to the gym, punch a bag, just get all the energy out so you are not anymore in an attached emotional state. And this is what I work with with my clients, is how to map your experiences. I specifically use the word map. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys will understand. You guys, you, you'll know what I'm talking about. Mapping the experiences like a map. Think about when you're looking on a map. Remember the old days when you used to have map books, paper, you know? You look at the map and you are figuring it out figuring out the best route to get from LA to New York. I know I've done cross country driving like five or six times. <laughs> so I love it. But, yeah. uh, but those days in the beginning in the nineties, when I started doing these roads before there was internet and before there was GPS and, and whatever. Oh my God, we had the paper maps. <laughs> we had the paper map. We had the, the book that you buy at the gas the station yes. of the, the most detailed blah, 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 blah. Right. But what would we do? I would open the map and I will look at the, the best road to get to. Now, I would see sometimes um, spots where there is, oh, this institution is here or this museum is here or there is a, there is a forest during the, where, where I'm driving. Right. Okay, but it was serving only as an informational thing. I didn't stop and we're not stopping listen oh this grass i remember the grass on the corner right on the right side of the corner remember the grass that is here on the map we don't go and do that we're just looking functionally how to get from a to b and this is what i help people do is looking at everything that transpired to this point and mapping them putting them literally on the map literally we create a map we create a map of 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 roads a map of the journey looking at how these, how these dots are connected, how these, how these things are connecting. How can I apply the best scenario to move from here to here, unattached? And it is hard sometimes to do that because, you know, we're going through all this. But this is the place, this is really, this is really crucial in making these decisions because, uh, yeah. So whatever, whatever helps you be in that state, so to get to that state, I work with people with different methodologies, whether mm-hmm. it is sound, uh, frequencies. This is I see it as the ultimate medicine for the body and the soul, and for the physical body and the spiritual body. But there are different ways to to bring yourself into that place so you can make your choices from uh, 
a relaxed, calm, collected place. And we should also give ourselves permission and grace to go off course sometimes. So just like you were saying with the maps, with the map books or the paper maps or whatever, maybe the direct route to get from, I don't know, New York to L.A. is this, but, hey, you want to make a detour because you really want to see the Grand Canyon. And that's not on the direct route, but you want to make a slight detour to your benefit. So you can use that as a metaphor that sometimes those slight detours emotionally and in life will be to your benefit, even though it's not directly getting you from A to Z, for example. Yes, yes. But again, it's it's what's the goal, you know? Yeah. What what is the goal? What is the goal of this of this whole mapping experience? And and uh, this is how I work with people on eventually removing their attorneys and mm-hmm. uh working on their own. And guys, it is possible. It is possible and I depends on the on the, on the complexity of the case, you know, of course if there is um tangible, you know, things that I abuse and all this is a whole different thing. Sure. But for alienation and things that are that I see them a lot, it is possible and, and advisable to, to handle it yourself. All right. Um, for my listeners, I want if you want to find out more about Elon, his name is Elon Azulai, you can find him on his website, bodysoulsound.com, all one word, bodysoulsound.com. By the way, Elon, does your is your podcast part of that uh, website? So uh, there is a, a if they link. click there, it'll go it'll go to the podcast as well. So on the podcast, there is a link to um, to my Facebook and YouTube channels. That's mm-hmm. where my uh, podcast my podcast is called uh, Abracadabra. Abracadabra, create, yep. Mm-hmm. Create what you speak. Um, abracadabra is in Aramaic. It means literally I create as I speak. Mm-hmm. And it is an empowerment program to, uh, for, for anybody in any, from all walks of life, uh, um, editors, uh, artists, authors, medicine people, scientists, thought provokers, all kind, anybody who is in their gifts, living their gifts, and uh, can shine them to the world so others can be uh, inspired and also showcase who you are because your your stories are are fascinating so yeah so the the link is uh to connect to those pages are there as well and thank you lis- listeners you don't have to remember all this stuff i'm going to post on my social media the link so you can just click there and <laughs> off you go um ilan i think the word uh the designation sound therapist is quite interesting and quite powerful. Some of our listeners may not be familiar with what that term is. Just briefly, could you tell them what you do with this type of therapy? Yes. Um, everything is energy, and every part of our body has a frequency. Our physical body and our, and our spiritual body, everything has a frequency. If you heard of chakras, those are energy centers in our body that everything has a frequency, everything moves. And so when we're going through a traumatic experience or a joyous experience, it doesn't have to be trauma, everything mm-hmm. is represented in our voice. Everything is represented in our energy field. Mm-hmm. So what I use sound is, first of all, the first meeting is really stirring the dish, 
is kind of stirring, is like applying frequencies that will, will detoxify your body, your physical and spiritual body, remove toxins and bring you to a calm state, a calm place, a collective place with frequencies that are rejuvenating. For example, heart chakra frequencies that, that are rebuilding and, and, and regenerating your cells. There mm-hmm. is a, a specific frequency that is specifically for cuts and bruises, physical cuts and bruises, where it sends messages to the brain and to the cells to reconstruct themselves. Mm-hmm. Because we are of sound. Another, another way that I'm working with sound is vocal profiling. And bro- vocal profiling is taking a sample of your voice and then analyzing it into a, a custom-designed uh, de- um, uh, application. Um, uh, system application, a computer application that is analyzing your voice because everything is represented in your voice. So through that vocal profiling, you can tell if you're connected to what you're saying. Do you speak the truth? Are you in la-la land? Are you in fantasy? Are you seeing, what way do you see the world? That's very important. In what way do you see the world? And that is reflected in your voice. If you are nervous, if you trust yourself, what enzymes and minerals are missing in your body? And all this is a derivative of what you've experienced because traumas and other uh, events are affecting your, your vocal and your energetic field, your frequency field. And the, the profiling reveals where does it affect it? Where, is, where was it affected? In, in, in what part of your frequency, of your tonal frequency, of your tonal frequency range, it is affected. And so, so I work with, with people through sound, through recognizing the power that is in frequency, that is in the sound, that is in your voice. You know, if you're going through uh, uh, voice lessons because you're a singer, you'll mm-hmm. see how your, how your confidence is growing because you're... Your voice is coming from a deeper place. You know, it is, it is developing these muscles, these, these, these physical vocal muscles, but those physical vocal muscles are affecting the, the emotional and the spiritual vocal muscles. And so this is a, uh, this is a, a, a beginning tool uh, to, to, to bring you into this uh, uh, intimate place of sharing. And then we go through healing. So everything is done with, with talk, with frequencies, uh, guided uh, imagination, initially as I call it, and finding your voice. Finding your voice through all these experiences. What is your voice? How does it sound like? What color does your voice have? What frequency does your voice have? So, Very exciting. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. I think, I think, it's, I think it's fascinating, uh, this subject. Uh, I, I would love to partake myself. <laughs> well, we, we should do that. You know, we should do that. I don't know if some of your... Uh, I just want to say one more thing, to give one more example. Mm-hmm. Um, a concrete example can be found in the experiment, in the very famous experiment with water that was done by Japanese professor Masuro Imoto. Mm-hmm. And uh, what he did, he took two groups of water, divided with two groups of people in two different rooms. One group of people spoke to the water and said only good things and loving words and encouraging, I love you, you are so great. This is, just speaking this to the water was in a jar. And, and everybody is speaking and very kind and, and laughing. And, 
and fro and then they froze that that uh, batch of water. The other group in the other room were in the complete opposite. Were very negative, condescending, using foul language, using words just like like talking to somebody, degrading them, and then they froze that batch of water. Well, when they brought bo- both batches out, what they discovered is fascinating. Is the first group that was had positive uh, words spoken to it, the the, uh, I, the the water particles turned into a beautifully beautiful geometric shapes, beautiful things that you would find in drawings and in diamonds, just like gorgeous. Yeah. Sometimes breathtaking with different colors. Of course, depends on the light. The other group that was negatively spoken to just became a brown splat. Just mm. nothing, nothing was very negative. So I want to ask you and everyone who is listening, this is how water is being affected, showing also that water has memory of its own, but that's a whole different program. We are, as humans, more than 80% water. Mm-hmm. And when we talk to ourselves the way that we talk to ourselves, what are we creating within our construct, within our body? Are we creating positive vibes that create these beautifully shapes, beautiful shapes that are energizing and, and cultivating health and cultivating creativity and cultivating abundance? Or we are talking to ourselves negatively and especially going through a divorce saying, oh, probably, you know, if you're telling yourself that you're not good enough or that you, are, you didn't do something right, when you were doing something right, but, you know, you kept get, getting beating up, beaten down, that you already start, you start believing it in some form or shape. So when you talk to yourself negatively, what do you create? Do you create, you, you create this dissonance existence? And guess what? You attract the same. Hmm. So, yeah. I love that. All right. Thank you. (laughs) All right. My pleasure. Thank you. So I want to thank uh, Elon today. Uh, What a wonderful show this was. And thank you for staying on with us for a little bit longer than normal. We we loved having you here. Thank you. Um, By the way, to my listeners, if you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about Challenge Yourself. I offered 30 tips, easy tips, that you can do one per day for the next month. So these are tips that really put you out of your comfort zone, and they're so good for you that they help you experience and help you grow on your journey. So catch that show from last time. You can find it right here on the archives at blogtalkradio.com, or better yet, you know the drill. Best place to find me is on SoundCloud tune in iTunes because those platforms have all seven years of my shows so you can go there and if for some reason um, you don't have those platforms just type into the search box the men's advocate the men's advocate and your favorite podcasting platform should show up all right thank you everybody for joining our show we will catch you next time right here on blog talk radio at the Men's Advocate Show. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye-bye.